welcome to Cue the Apology, a parent's guide to faith at home. I'm Nate. And I'm Gavin. And you might make mistakes as a parent, but you are the expert on your kids. We're not really experts on anything, but some days we read books. Some days. Not every day, but quite a few days. I don't know. I mean, like, a sunny day is a good day to sit under a tree and read a book. A rainy day is a good day to sit by the window and read a book. A snowy day is a good day to sit by the fire. Like... (laughs) There's no bad day. There's no bad day. Do you think you read a book every single day? Some of a book. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, <laughs> not like a whole book a day. That would be. There used to be these infomercials all about teaching you to like read a novel on your lunch break. You're like, man, if you could read a novel on a, like a half hour lunch break, what are you going to do with the rest of your, like, there's so many things that you're going to be like, oh, I'm done reading now. Yeah. Now what? Wait, how do you get taught to read a novel? In- you can speed read. <laughs> Those things just I don't freak know. me out. Like, I feel like I can't process when I speed read. Like, no, where's the story, the imagination, the, the, the joy, the wonder? Yeah. Like, when I read a novel, I visualize everything that's happening. I read it extremely slowly. That's why people, like, don't like movie adaptations. Like, yes. No, <laughs> yeah. no, that is not how I picture it. Yeah. They did not have that accent in my head. I was so mad when I first watched the Hunger Games because I was like, that is not what I thought some of the characters would be That's like. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's super funny. PETA specifically, I was like, what? You're using, what's his name to play this? I was like, okay. That's funny. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> That's our book tangent for the day. <laughs> Today we're... This is my title for today. Okay, tell me your title. You ready? Yep. It's go build a monument. Nope. Pretty sure there's a whole now, like <laughs> Bible story against that, and then VeggieTales turned it into like the the chocolate bunny deal, which is super funny because <laughs> Amos got chocolate bunnies for Christmas, and that's all he wanted. It ate everybody, so it's oh, like no. oh. No. The bunny. Don't go bow down before a monument. I, I don't mean like a statue of a god, but the point of this title, Build a Monument, is because monuments help you remember. Yeah, I have a giant chocolate bunny staring down at me. <laughs> they do help you remember that. But <laughs> the vision for this monument is that it is to remind you of what God has done. So... Uh, We're not like actually building monuments, but what we do want to do is with our kids, build habits of remembering what God has done. So that's kind of, okay. I like that. The gist of what we're doing. That makes, that makes more sense than originally. Yeah. I'll give you some context too. Okay. So we'll, we'll get right into it. So in Deuteronomy. Okay. Sorry. Way back in Joshua, a bit less back. (laughs) We're we're looking at Deuteronomy and Joshua. I just had to. We do an old school here on Kid the Apology. Gavin oh, is actually yeah. flipping through a physical Bible, which <laughs> doesn't have memorized from we college to know all the songs. I don't know why I always bring the actual Bible. Okay, it's a good thing. It is. <laughs> so Joshua one two seven says this. Are you ready? Absolutely. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua. Choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. 
So Joshua called the, together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Forever. Ever. <laughs> I wonder if you went there today if you would see those stones. Oh man. I always wonder those <laughs> things. Like that's why people do those trips to Israel to check yeah. it out and see what's going on. Don't you love in the Bible when it's like and they stand there to this day. But like this day was like two thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like thousands of years ago. It's like do they still but Yeah. It's really they? cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I use this story to make this point. So if you notice, picking up the Bible again, he says to let these serve as a sign among you so that when your children ask you, what's up with these stones? Yeah. You can say, God helped us cross the Jordan river. That's not a easy thing to do. God helped us do it. And this is, this is what I want to get to. And this is why it's so important to talk about this with our kids and set these up with our kids because we want to remember God. We quickly forget the yeah. things of God. Here's something that I find myself doing literally all the time. Literally. I <laughs> literally emphasis on the T. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll sit there and I'll be like, God, today sucks. I actually don't remember a single good thing that you've done for me. And like, that sounds pretty aggressive, but it's like <laughs> when you're in your thoughts, when you're in your head, like you can get to that point where yeah. you actually forget the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God, the things that he's provided for you. And I'll, I'll be going on like that. And then I'll remember, I'll be like, wait, like you provided for me in this way. I, I sometimes forget that God actually healed my ear once for, oh, to yeah. be able to hear. Like, it sounds these... bad, but I've also forgotten this. I think you've told the story <laughs> twice. I'm every, sorry. Every time it's equally as exciting, <laughs> but but we sometimes miss those little things or those big things that God has done in our life because we don't remember them. We don't put things in place to remember them. And in the Bible, you see God always being like, remember, remember, set this up so you remember. Yeah. Knowing that there is going to be a forgetful point. We're going to lose yeah. it as we pass it down the generations, as we live our life. Like even you just saying, like you, you forget yeah. about this miracle because it was in your childhood. So it's, did it happen? Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm half daydreaming as you're, you're, you're telling this story, because for some reason it's giving me this imagery or this idea of like, what if our, our churches were seen as those monuments, not mm. the building, oh man, we did the monument thing with buildings. Like we have mega churches, but yeah. <laughs> I wish it was just viewed differently in, in the community that when we see a church building, we're like, oh, it's just, that's where the church is or whatever. But that was the monument that we built to remember that God did this in the community. Yeah. God did this for the people. Like, yeah, I can't imagine these monuments just being like tiny little things that the Israelites built. Like no. they had to be big stones so that people would see it from far off. Like as you pass, as you journey, it's, it's these constant reminders. Yeah. It's big enough to actually be like, what are those stones <laughs> so yeah. that they can ask not about just like, it? huh, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not going to notice a pebble. <laughs> no, like but, when you think it, it, driving across Canada, there's different 
monuments, like giant, yeah, like the most massive dump trucks or the the nickel or this giant moose and teepee and like, yeah, yeah. You, we built these for people to see to remember yeah. something. Exactly. One of my favorite ones is actually this is a bad example because I don't know why it's there, but there's this giant chair on the way somewhere. Yeah, like a giant Adirondack chair? Yeah, a giant Adirondack chair. And every time I pass it, I'm like, I need to sit in that thing. Right. It it calls to you. Yeah. It's like, why is there a giant chair? This is unusual. So you just go to it. (laughs) But I just want to say this to say that God knows us so well that he knows we're going to forget. And he knows we're going to forget to pass things on from generation to generation. And that's actually where I wanted to bring up Deuteronomy 6. Oh, we are going to Deuteronomy. Okay. We are. Yeah. It wasn't a total mistake. It was just the wrong time. Um, but this is what Deuteronomy 6 says. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Now listen up. Impress them on Hold your on. <laughs> Is that you telling me to listen up or is that the Bible? Was that like, was me throwing it into the air. Now, I meant to say, like, catch this. <laughs> like, this is. <laughs> it wasn't like you were to like your words. Word. I'm like, I know these. Jesus quotes them in the New Testament. All of a sudden, you're like, now listen. <laughs> Hold up, is this the message or like, what's our translation? <laughs> I added my own. Okay, so that's Gavin yeah. emphasis. I, I went back into the Hebrew, and no, that was me emphasis. Okay. <laughs> so listen to this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So this is God saying to write these commandments on the door frame of your house, on your forehead, everywhere, (laughs) so that you remember what this is so that you can impress this onto your kids, the importance of these commands, the importance of God's faithfulness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm as, as you're talking about the forehead. I'm just thinking about like old Testament priests. Like I'm a bit of a Bible nerd that way. I love the history of it. And they literally had a little box that they tied <laughs> to their forehead every day. Like that was part of their, their dress, their attire and it had scriptures in it. So they wouldn't forget it. Wow. Like they, they went full out on this. Like God said it, let's do it. So that's a real thing. Oh yeah. Find them on your forehead. Yeah. They had like little boxes and then it was part of the headdress that they wore. Do you think we should start walking around with (laughs) scripture boxes on our foreheads? I think that's what tattoos are. Oh. Just don't, society doesn't frown. It's not good to put it on your head is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yes, but... Get tattoos of scripture verses to remember them. That's a great <laughs> practical application. People everyone. are going to know. They're going to ask. You're going to have to talk about it always. Kids, no. But that is literally the point. That like when you remember these things and when you talk about them all the time, when you set up these monuments or these celebrations of what God has done and what God has promised, it actually forces people to see them, to notice them. So if you're with your kids all the time and they don't know what God has done in your life, then that kind of says something about how you are remembering what God has done in your life. So like I sometimes think I'm like, 
Sometimes I forget the promises of God or the things that he's done in my life. If I had a kid, I don't right now, but if I did, one day, would they even like know these things that God has done or do, do I spend more stories? Time? Sorry. Do we tell the stories? Yes. Yes. Or does it get forgotten in the past? Yeah. And we do this weird thing where we're almost like, oh, they're not going to want to hear that. Or it's just another like story. I think movies have ruined us that way. Yeah. You yeah. hear about it all the time. Someone complaining about grandpa who tells the exact same story yes. over and over. And so we're just now all afraid that that's going to be us. So we just don't tell any stories. Yeah. You just don't want to be the cringy person who says the same thing. doesn't over. have a new conversation. It's always yeah. the same. Yeah. But the problem with always having a new conversation is that you forget your last conversation. You really do. <laughs> and so if we want our kids to know that God is faithful in our lives, this goes back to the whole living it out rather than just teaching it, where we actually impress upon them through our actions, through our stories, through the things that we're concerned about, through the celebrations we have. That's what speaks to them about what is important in our life. Yeah. And so are we impressing on our kids what God has done in our life? Don't forget the last conversation. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, this, it's this awesome concept because God says that throughout the Bible. He's like, remember, because he just knows how forgetful we are. He knows that. We don't even remember what we had for lunch. And so in the New Testament, you see this again. Like he, he tells us to do communion in remembrance of him yeah, remembrance because we're going to forget the bread, the body of Christ and the covenant that he has poured out over us in his blood. Like we're going to forget those things if we don't actually take this symbolic act to remember it. And so sometimes in church, we're like, I don't want to be like just... I don't want to just follow traditions and stuff like that, but sometimes it's important to establish traditions that remind you or are markers of what God it's, has done. It's so true. It's why certain songs matter. It's why music matters so much in yeah. our faith expression because it, it brings us back when we hear that song, like how many different retreats or conferences or just big God moments in your life mm -hmm. happen during a song yeah. and you remember it. I mean, we do that in our regular life. We have our, our wedding songs or just couples are like, this is our song. Like, it just brings you back. It's why soundtracks are so epic. It yeah. sets so much of the tone and the mood and all that. Totally. And it brings back memories. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can live in those memories. That's why pictures are so important too. You look at a picture and then you remember what happened behind the scenes in that picture. Yeah. Like I always think of this. I'm like, me and Ashley talk about this sometimes. We're like, how many of our memories are actually memories? And how many of them are just like memories of like seeing a picture and then like building the memory off of that? It's so, the mind is so crazy that way. It is. It is. And I, I think it really does bring the importance of building the monument and something that you recognize. Like yeah. Joshua was like, build the tw with 12 stones, remembering the 12 tribes. Like there's this this connection to it. And, and so there's that familiarity. Yeah. Like what are we coming, what are we coming back to? What are we, I guess that remembers, don't forget the last conversation, like where God, the last conversation you had with God. And, and that's kind of like generation to generation. Like, do you know the, the miracles your grandparents yeah. saw? Yeah. Cause 
it also says in the Bible that we will be known by the word of our testimony. Yeah. Like that will prove Christ in a lot of ways. And so are we actually making the most of the word of our testimony? Are we actually sharing the stories of what Christ has done in our life? That's why testimony is so important. It's something we don't do very often in church where we just, where someone just shares the testimony of how they came to faith. But that is something that inspires people. And if you're sharing your testimony with your children, then that is inspiring them to see what God can do in their life because of what God has done in your life. And it also reminds you of what God has done in your life. That's, yeah. You can often come back to that idea that I've, when you're struggling, when you're wrestling with things and you don't understand, I've tasted and seen the goodness of God in this way. And when you remember those stories of when you've tasted and seen the goodness of God, that's what holds you. That's what yeah, keeps man. you. That's so true. I mean, next week we're going to talk about unanswered prayers and how to teach your mm. kids that. Because, I mean, that's something we wrestle with so often, but it really does come back to what you just said. Remember when you did taste and see, like, there... That's next week. There's so, yeah. there's so much <laughs> to it, but it, it comes back to that. Just going back when we think God's going to be unfaithful, like you said, yeah. when God, did you really do anything for me? Like maybe things were better back then. Israelites are a fantastic example of that. When they left Egypt, all of a sudden they're like, oh, we miss Egypt. It was the best. Even though they prayed for generations <laughs> to get out of there. Right? Memory is just such a funny thing unless there's a monument to go back to and, and focus on. Yeah. We're so bad. We... <laughs> We always want to go back to Egypt and it's like, what was there? It's true. Not much. <laughs> no, not much. I mean, it's fun now, but we're yeah. tourists. Yeah. <laughs> but it reminds you, and that's something, you said something about, you remember your wedding song. Yeah. And that reminds me of this idea that the reason God wants us to remember is because when we remember his faithfulness, we actually show that we care about him, that we love him, that we mm. value remembering what he has done. So it helps us because it reminds us of God's faithfulness, but it also helps us worship God because it reminds him that we care about him. And I think of this in my mind. So think of when, let's say a husband forgets his wife's, or well, their anniversary. Okay. Why is the wife upset in this situation when he forgets the anniversary? Because... I don't know, because I forget anniversaries and birthdays. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because it shows that they weren't thinking about it. Oh. It wasn't the first thing on your mind. It wasn't a priority. Yeah. It's the whole priority thing where it's <laughs> you show your care by showing that you remember that yeah, you yeah. care, that it's that substantial for you. And so when we remember God, when we set up these things in our life, that's an act of worship to God. It's not just when we're singing. It's not just when we're in church. But when I establish something in my life that reminds me of God's faithfulness, that is remembering him. Yeah. And that shows I remember him. And so how do we as families do that? Mm, okay. So what, we're bringing it home. How, do yeah. this, how does the family do this? Yeah. Because we hear these concepts all the time, but the whole point of this podcast is making this, making faith easy for your children to understand. So how can you teach your Parents kids? Parents' guide to faith at home. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Discipleship now. Discipleship. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of ways we can do that. One, we talked about that grandpa who always shares the same stories yep. over and over again. Well, as much as that might annoy your kids and they're like, oh, like 
Dad always says the same thing over again. It shows that you actually care about that thing. And they'll catch on to that. Like, I know what my grandpa cares about because of the stories that he says. I know that he loves going fishing and going on long hikes and yeah. enjoying uh, the outdoors because he always talks about it. Yep. Always. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, grandpa's going to say that story, but. It's because he's proud of it. He's invested in it. He remembers. It means something to him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it by extension means something to me because it's like, oh, I see he enjoyed that so much. Like, let me also be part of that. Let yeah. me see what that is like. And so stories are a huge part of remembering. And actually, if we think of the Bible, a lot of the early things, the earliest things we know about the Bible were passed down by oral yeah, it tradition. Was an oral tradition before yeah. it became written. Yeah. And so people knew it. And today we're, we kind of get cheated out of knowing things that same way because we have we where to buy instant it. access to yeah. everything. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so many of us would say we don't know the Bible, but we know where to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Or we know where to find it. Exactly. That's why we need to carry it around with us everywhere. Well, just to actually read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true, though, because you don't know when you're not going to have your Bible with you. You don't know when you're going to go if through you something. If you don't see you, it, you're not going to grab it. Yeah. And so often we, we cherish the Bible to an effect of just putting it in a drawer. But it's a monument. It needs exactly, to be seen. So. Exactly. <laughs> and I was just going to say that is exactly how I think when I wake up in the morning if I have my bible on my nightstand it's like okay I can't just walk past this thing like that is yeah if you see it you're gonna do something with it <laughs> yeah and so it's as simple as that so we have stories but then you literally just stole it from me I'm sorry but those visual signs of remembering what God has done or almost like an actual monument now, I don't encourage you to pick up stones and put them on your front door post, but if that helps you, yeah, remember, I don't know what that would remind you of. I don't know. Natural elements are really in for house decorations right now. Hey, there it is. There it is. <laughs> but whether that's a poster in your house, whether that's a token from um, a community event or a missions trip that you did, or just somewhere where God impacted your life. Use that to remember what he's done. If you think of youth camps, they often send people away with like these memo, mem memorabilia, memorabilia. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like I, so fun story. I had a stone, a little pebble taped to my closet door for like four years because it reminded me that God was a solid rock. Hey, it but, works. But it, it stirred back that memory in me every time I looked at my closet door and I saw that little stone taped to yeah. my closet. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing, but it helped me remember what God had done. And so even in small ways, whether it's another one for me, actually, is I had a stuffed animal that I had since I was three. But he'd been through so much with me that like every time I saw him, it was like, wow, God has been with me this whole time do you still have him tragic story i don't know if we have time no. for it but when i was on internship last year i left him behind like i brought him with me to this internship and then i don't know where he went and i was devastated i'm blaming a cat 
<laughs> it's just my first instinct to blame a cat. It's probably a good way to go. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But that is something Sad I'll never moment. forget. That's something I'll never forget. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, man. Well, now that that's back up, I'm going to have to try and move, move past. Okay. <laughs> so we have the... <laughs> the stories, the importance of stories, the importance of actual physical objects that yep. help us remember things. And this is something that I think works really well for families is celebration. So whether that's because if you have an anniversary every year, it reminds you of your love for your loved one. Yeah. If you celebrate someone's birthday, it reminds you of how great that person is and how much you care about that person. But when you set up a celebration for something God has done in your life, and you celebrate that annually or every five years or just, you have this sort of celebration, it instills in you what God has done and it instills in your kids what God so has done. So good. I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking of like, we could have Jesus' birthday parties. I'm like, oh, there's Christmas. Um, but <laughs> then it, it just kind of made me, as you're, you're talking about like every year celebrating it, that's what recovery programs do, right? Yeah. Like there's a celebration, there's a, a token, there's something new to say. I did this because I remembered the change, the good, the whatever, the the bad even. Exactly. And uh, I think with grief, we celebrate more than we do with joy. Wow. Yeah, we do. We really do. And that's, that's a shame. Yeah. We think more of what we've lost than celebrating what we've got. Yeah, it becomes more just about the party than the actual act of what we're worshiping, giving celebration and joy for. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, we just got really somber as we were talking about <laughs> joyful <laughs> things. All I right. Think the uh, sun got hidden for a little bit. Yeah. We just Let, let's like... wrap this up. So we've got, uh, got our three, right? Yeah. Give me them the, again. The three are stories. Tell stories. Tell stories. That helps you remember. Build a monument. Build a monument. Or have some object that reminds you of yeah. things and celebrate. Have celebrate. a celebration, have a party with your family where you remember what God has done in That's your good. life. That's really good. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Have a great week. I've been Gavin. And I'm Nate. Talk to you later. Bye.